titled this message, We Are Victorious. I don't know if you've noticed the theme. But I want you to know, you can have victory in Jesus. Amen? You can walk in victory. You do not have to walk in defeat, but you can walk in victory. And for the past several weeks, we've been looking at this series that I've called Reality, talking about the battle between good and evil. And while it's important for us to face the reality of spiritual forces and the ways that we face spiritual opposition, I want you to understand it's equally important to remember that ultimately God is victorious on our behalf. Amen? And that's something that's important for us to remember. God is victorious. You You can walk in victory. You can have the victory that you need to defeat the enemy. God is on your side. He's walking with you each and every step that you take. And so our passage of Scripture today, it talks, uh, if you you have your Bibles, we're in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, and we're going to see just what Paul is telling us about how we can walk in victory, how we can be victorious in Jesus. Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 31. I'm going to read through verse 39. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. It says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Everybody say amen. So today from the passage I have read to you, I hope to answer These three questions. The first one is, will opposition from people or Satan be too great? The second one is, will we fail because of our tendency to sin? And the third is, will we be overcome by difficult times? I think these questions are going to be easy to answer. And I hope that there's something that will rise up inside of you that will let you know that as we answer these questions, you can see and know and understand that you are victorious. Amen? You are victorious. You do not have to walk in defeat. Amen? You can be victorious 
in Jesus. So the first question is, will opposition from people or Satan be too great? Look at verses 31 and 32 again. It says, what then shall we say in response to these things? Now, here he was probably referring to something that he had said earlier on. And it was a, it was a, a conglomeration of, of many different things. But then I think he gives us the ultimate question. If God is for us, are you listening? Who can be against us? Amen? If God is for us, then who can be against us? In verse 32, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? So Paul asked, I believe, the greatest question. He said, if God is for us, who can be against us? Now the truth is, Satan and his demons... They are against us. They do not want you to win. They do not want you to experience a victory. They want to do everything they can to defeat you. However, in the end, God promises the victory. Amen? So you see, there are people in this world that are against you. But in the end, God promises us the victory. And... Do you know how much God is for you? Have you ever thought about this? How much is God for me? How much does God care for me? How much does God want something far greater than I ever could imagine for myself? God loves you so much that he didn't even spare his own son. But he gave him up for us all. And that's what verse 32 tells us. Can we be honest with each other for a moment? I want to ask you, how many of us struggle when God doesn't answer our prayers? Can we just raise our hands? I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say it. There had been some times it's like, why don't God answer my prayer? Well, I've been praying for this. I've been asking for this. I've been seeking for this. I know God loves me. It says in his word he loves me. I know that he can do all things. I know that he can do miracles. I know that he can, that he can perform uh, healings. I know that he can do these things. So why doesn't God answer my prayer? If God is for me and no one can be against me, then why doesn't God answer my prayer? Why doesn't God uh, do this? The truth is, What upsets us is that he seldom answers in line with our plans or schedule. Do you hear what I'm saying? Just because we want something or we desire something doesn't necessarily mean that that is what God's plan for us is. Now, I want a million bucks. (laughs) Don't we all, right? I want a million bucks. However... That may not be what God wants for me. God may not believe that I can handle it. God may not believe that I'm able to manage that type of money. I don't know. Maybe someday God has a plan for it. I, I, I believe that, that God has a plan and he has a schedule. And we get upset sometimes if our plans don't line up with his plans. But you see, God has already given us the greatest gift that we could ever want. 
and that's salvation. He gave up his son. We don't, we don't want for anything else. We don't need for anything else. We got it all whenever Jesus went to the cross and died on that cross for us. That was the day that we received our victory. Amen? That was the day that we could walk in victory. We were no longer defeated. defeated. Why? Because Jesus went to the cross. He died for our sins. He went to the grave and he rose from the dead. And it's when the day that he rose was the day that we received victory. We sang it this morning. Our resurrection king is what? Resurrecting me. He has given me the victory. So because he has done that, you know, what the Bible says, that we read that scripture in, in verse 32. It says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? God has a plan for us. God wants to give us all things. He wants to do some mighty things for us. He, he wants us to to walk in victory. He wants us to have life. So what is our ultimate goal? What is our ultimate goal in life? Our ultimate goal is sanctification. God wants his people to be set apart as sacred. Amen? So my question was that I asked at the beginning... Will opposition from people or Satan be too great? The, the answer is no. If God is for us, who can be against us, right? Number two, will we fail because of our tendency to sin? Now, I want you to think about this. If God did not withhold his son, and if God will give us everything to make us p- complete, will God then accuse us? Look at verses 33 and 34 again. It says, Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Jesus Christ who died, and then, and then he goes on and he adds something here. More than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Paul gives us a a resounding no for our answer here, right? In other words, the question asked, if God did not withhold, I'm sorry, the question asked was, will we fail because of our tendency to sin? And Paul says no. He gives us the answer, no, of course not. One of my favorite types of shows, and I don't know if you watch these, is courtroom dramas. I enjoy them. You know, there's several of them. Uh, Law and Order, uh, 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 Bulls Out Now. There's a bunch of different ones that I've watched in the past. And, you know, you see the lawyers get up there, and, they, of course, they always make it dramatic because it's a show, and they want to entertain you, right? But there's just something about seeing that courtroom. And so I want you just to imagine with me for just a moment there's just something about a courtroom and something about thinking. If, if you can, imagine God is a judge. He's sitting behind the big judge's desk, you know. And, and the prosecution has made their claim. They have brought all the charges against you. By all accounts, 
You are guilty. You deserve punishment for what you've done. That punishment is death. And as you are sitting there waiting the final verdict, Jesus walks through the door and he pleads your case for you. He tells God the judge that he, Jesus, has already paid for your sins. He tells the judge that he went to the cross and took your sins upon his body. He says the price has already been paid. So find this person not guilty. So now just imagine with me for just a moment God picking up the gavel and slamming it down and declaring you not guilty. You see, if God were... to condemn you now, then that would mean that Jesus' death is of no value. And Jesus is not going to condemn those for whom he has died. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. It says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith that we profess, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Amen? You see, not only does Jesus intercede for us, but the Holy Spirit intercedes for us as well. Romans chapter 8 verse 27 says, And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Amen? Again, the question was, will we fail because of our tendency to sin? And to that question, I ask another. How much more advocacy do we need? Jesus and the Holy Spirit are interceding on your behalf. They love you and they care for you so much. We cannot fail if God is on our side. We cannot fail if Jesus and the Holy Spirit are going to bat for us. You know what I'm saying? They're standing up there, and they're interceding to the Father. They're letting the Father know, hey, I need you to go and touch. We need to touch these people. We need to minister to these. They're up there. They're conversing with God. They're talking to God. They're having that on your behalf. You cannot fail if God is on your side. Amen? You cannot fail, but you can be victorious. The third question today is, will we be overcome by difficult times. We just went through a difficult time. Amen? I think we all would agree. The past year and two months, three months, whatever it's been, has been difficult. And I'm not just talking about a pandemic. I'm talking about elections. I'm talking about people fighting People bickering, the rioting in the streets, the chaos, the pandemonium. Everything that's been going on, we've, we can say that we've gone through a difficult time. So my question is, will we be overcome by difficult times? In verse 35, Paul lists difficult times that we might think could separate us from the love of Christ. 
Those were that he listed was trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword. But then if you look in verse 37, he gives us the answer. He says, no, in all these things, I love this part, y'all, we are more than conquerors, amen? Can we say that together? We are more than conquerors. And we are more than conquerors, it says, through him who what? Loved us. How do we know that he loved us? Because Jesus went to the cross to die for us. How many of you are willing to die for someone else? How do we know that he loved us? Because God sent his son to the earth to die. How many of you be willing to give up your son for somebody else? We couldn't do it. We couldn't give up our child for somebody, right? Because we loved them so much. But God loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross. So therefore, because he loves us, we are more than conquerors. And so through Christ, we have victory. And however, this does not mean that we will be superheroes. If you've ever watched superhero movies, you know that for the most part, the superhero always wins and and they live to tell about it. But our victory, our victory, though, will be intensified by virtue of our union with Christ. With Christ, we are secure. Our victory is solid. We will not be defeated. And I love how Paul sums up this chapter with verses 38 and 39. And this is something for us to get excited about. If you've not been excited about anything else I said about today, I believe that verses 38 and 39, you can get excited. And I love what it says. It says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, do you hear me? Nothing can separate us from God's love for us. Amen? Both death and the trials of life in this evil world, we will be in God's presence. No spiritual forces such as angels or demons are powerful enough to undo what God has done for us. Amen? Nothing in the sphere of time itself can threaten us. Nothing can happen in the present and nothing that can happen in the future such as persecution and hardship would cause God to leave us. No powers that exist like Satan or any human governments are more powerful than God. They can have no effect on our relationship with him. Amen? Nothing in space from high above or in the deepest ocean can take us away from God's love. Nothing in all creation can take us away from God's love or stop his purposes for us. Amen? Do you believe that? Do you believe that nothing can separate you from God's love? God loves you so much and he cares for you so much that he wants that relationship with us. He wants that relationship. He desires to have that relationship with us. So to answer my third question, will we be overcome by difficult times? That answer is no. It's been difficult, hasn't it? It's been difficult. I remember the lowest point that I had, and I've shared it with you. My lowest point during this whole time, I'll never forget, it was probably 
We, 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 had, we had not been having services. It was probably week eight. We had just been doing it online only. It was just me and the worship team. And this particular Sunday, I don't remember all the details, but it was just me by myself. And I remember being in that sound booth and getting ready to do the service. And I remember going online and I remember saying, here I am by myself, and I don't know why I said it that way, but whenever I said that, it just something, I had to grip my emotions. Because it was difficult. It was hard to think about doing a service without you guys here. I know you were watching online because we had good online uh, attendance. We were running about what we normally would run on a normal service. We had several people tuning in, watching service, participating in service, commenting on service. But there was just something about that just gripped me. And it was probably one of the most loneliest feelings that I'd ever felt in my life. But you know what? I knew that this wasn't going to take us. I knew that we'd be victorious. You know why? Because God said we'd be victorious. God said, I love the ver- one of my favorite verses, and I've quoted it many times. Jesus said, in this world, you'll what? Have trouble. Some versions say tribulation. You can call it whatever you want. But Jesus says what? Take heart, because I have overcome the world. Amen? And that's all we have to do. We have to remember that Jesus says, I will overcome the world. I will overtake the world no matter what we may face or what we may go through. We can walk in victory. We can have a victorious life. So, if any of us, if we ever fail in our spiritual life, can I tell you it won't be from a lack of God's love and grace? Did you hear what I said? If we ever fail in our spiritual life, it's not because of God's love and grace. And nor will it be from any external force or overwhelming adversity. But it be from our own spiritual neglect and failure to remain faithful to Jesus. We can point and look at ourselves. I'm the one that did it. I'm the one that turned my back from, on God. I'm the one that walked away from the faith. I'm the one that chose to not walk in victory. You see, because God loves you. There's nothing that can separate you from God's love. God loves you, he cares for you, and he wants what's best for you. His grace is sufficient for you. And it's only in Jesus Christ is God's love fully revealed. And only through a personal relationship with him do we experience the fullness of his love. So, as we remain true to Christ as our Lord, We can be certain that we are never separated from God's love. We have the victory through Jesus. God is on our side. The Holy Spirit is guiding our steps. So I want you to know when you leave here today, you don't have to walk in defeat. You ever seen a child when a child does something he's not supposed to do? 
What does he do? He just, you know why? Because he, he feels the disappointment, right? He feels the disappointment that he's done. He knows that he has made somebody upset with them, and he, 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 he just he's, he feels defeated. And I can tell you, no matter what you've done, you can leave this place today and know that God loves you. Know that God cares for you. He wants the best for you. He's on your side. Jesus loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you. They're interceding to the Father for you on your behalf. And that means that when you leave this place here today and you walk out these doors and you walk out into our community, you can walk with your head held high and know that you have victory. You can walk and leave this place in victory. You are not defeated. You are not defeated. You can walk in victory. Amen? Amen. Can we just stand for a moment? And I just want to pray blessings over you this morning. I want to pray for everybody here. I want you to walk in victory. I want you to walk in victory when you leave this place. I don't want you to go out of here defeated. I want you to walk out of here with your head held high, knowing that God loves you and he cares for you and he wants the best for you. Can we do that right now? Lord, I just pray for everyone here. God, I pray blessings over this congregation. I pray blessings over every individual that's here. I pray that you would touch their hearts and touch their lives. I pray that you would do a work in their life. God, I pray that you give them the victory. I pray that they do not walk in defeat, God, that no matter what has happened in, the, in this week, whatever has happened in this, in this last year, whatever has happened in their life, know that they, let them know that they can walk out of this place with victory, that you are victorious in their life, and that they have the victory. They are not defeated, but they walk in victory. And we give you praise and we give you glory, and we ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. You know, one thing, let me say this. If you've ever been to a ball game, have you ever seen how the winning crowd comes out of a, a, a stadium? What are they doing? Are they, are they, man, we just, that was a great victory. We just, that was such a great victory. I just, I mean, that was so much fun. That's not how they come out of a stadium, is it? They come out, woo, yeah, we won. Can I tell you that why is it that we as believers, as Christians, knowing that we can walk in victory, how come we walk out of church most times and say, man, that was such a great service. I just, I, I can't wait to come back next week. Why do we leave church defeated? Huh? We need to walk. I'm not saying you got to walk out. Woohoo! Yeah, you know, victory. You know, we got victory today. That's not what I'm saying. Yet. I'm saying, though, when you walk, Walk the rest of this week like you have victory in your life. When you walk into a store, walk with your head held high. Walk up to somebody. Show them the love of Jesus. I'm not saying you've got to preach to everybody you come in contact with. But it helps to smile every once in a while, right? You know, we as Christians, we sometimes look more sour than the world does. And yet we should be happier and we should be more, more glad to be alive because of who's living inside of us. Jesus came so that we could have victory. And we can walk in victory. So when you leave here today, I want you to walk in victory. I want them to sing this song before we go.
And let's just let's worship the Lord one more time. go back to the beginning Can't control what tomorrow will bring But I know here in the middle Is a place where you promise to be Not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? Cause all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? As I walk now through the valley Let your love rise above every fear Like the sun shaping the shadow In my weakness your glory appears I'm not in forsaken the Lord is in this place the Lord is in this place come Holy Spirit drive on to awaken the Lord is in this place the Lord is in this place I'm not enough unless you come 
in victory today. Uh, we were going to have a baptism, but the, the one that was wanting to get baptized is not here. Is there anybody else that would like to be baptized this morning? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dunk anybody. <laughs> uh, um, our ushers will be at the back of the service collecting our tithes and offerings t- this morning. If you have any, you can drop it in uh, the uh, bag at the back. And uh, can we just pray and go to the Lord as you leave this place. And I just want to believe that God's going to do a work in your heart and your life this week. God, we just come to you. And I pray for every individual that's here. God, I pray that you do a work. pray that you move in their heart and their life, Lord God. I pray that they walk in victory, God. That they walk in victory. That they don't, they don't walk out of here defeated. But they know that in you they have the victory. And so, God, I pray that you go with each and every person that's here. God, I pray that you bless this offering. I pray that you bless each and every person that gives. And God, I pray that we can go and be victorious in you. We ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. If you are planning on going with us to the baseball game, we need you to sign up today uh, so that we can get that count in. The sign-up is at the, in the uh, foyer, in the foyer. Also, if you haven't got a chance to see our fellowship hall, uh, the floor is done. And uh, you can go back there and take a look at it. So y'all have a wonderful week. We'll see you, not this Wednesday. We're taking Wednesday off. We'll see you Sunday. And y'all have a wonderful week.